Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Welcome to AB Cinema. I'm your host, Bailey. Adam is not going to be with us for today's episode, but let's just kick off today's episode with some Marvel news. It looks like social media reactions for the Werewolf by Night Halloween special, which premieres on October 7th. The media reactions came out from pre-screeners and reactions from people that were at, I believe it's called Fantastic Fest. Uh, which is a horror sci-fi expo where they watch movies to switch up the genre. But anyway, the reactions came out, and it is said to be very, very good. It's currently sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with only six reviews, so give it some time. That that number is de- is destined to fluctuate, so we'll we'll have to wait and see what the final score will be when it is deemed fresh or rotten next week. So here are some of the things that people are saying about it. Gail Garcia Bernal stands out, who plays the werewolf by night. Not everyone will like his costume because it was done practically, and so there may be some people that may think he looks silly and just out outrageous. But I'm very excited to see this. This is probably one of my most hyped Uh, projects from the MCU coming out this year. That being said, another thing that, um, another character that was standout was Man-Thing. People are saying that he stole the show, and they also mentioned, not that this was a turnoff or anything, but it was easily noticeable, but the CGI for Man-Thing was very weird looking with how the majority of the project was done practically. Um, And that's one of the... They didn't say it was a bad thing. They didn't clarify that in some of the reactions that I read. But they did say that he was CGI, which made it seem a little strange. Um, The show is said to be very gory and violent. So if you are a parent that is screening this for your kids... Um, I would definitely watch this before you watch it with your kids Um, because this may be a a scary project for them, a scary movie for them. And the last thing I want to say is that the actress for Elsa Bloodstone, Laura Donnelly, in every interview she's been in, she's been very excited about playing this role, which is always great to see these actors and actresses so passionate about these projects that they're doing. It shows that they have a lot of dedication to the fans, and they are determined to give them the best performance that they can. Um, One thing that really excites me from hearing that this show is a little bit more gory and leans way heavier into the horror element than anything else that we've seen in the MCU is just what this means for Blade. Uh, The movie starring Mahershala Ali, which comes out next fall, 
I'm very excited for this. It's a vampire movie. That's what it's going to be about. And I'm very curious to see how that is going to be influenced by the risks taken with Werewolf by Night. And so we'll just have to wait and see as time goes to see a little bit more about Blade and get some more news. And maybe after next week, we'll have an idea of what we can expect from that movie. Anyway, let's move on to some box office numbers. Don't worry, darling. Won the box office weekend, making $19.2 million domestically. Uh, this is pretty big for a movie that's had so much controversy surrounding it with there being allegations of scream fights on set or firing actors but also quitting having actors that quit and it's it's just a mess so for it to make 19.2 million domestically is a pretty big feat on their behalf uh, other news avatar came out with 30 million winning the total the global box office and it reclaimed its number one spot as the highest grossing film of all time knocking Av avengers endgame into second place and so that happened this last weekend the last of us hbo show had a teaser trailer that premiered on monday morning and i have to say as a fan of the video game it was really fun to see some moments directly put into the game. There's this there's this level in the game where you're in Salt Lake. I believe it's the very beginning or close to the beginning of the game. And there's this building that's leaned over and it looks like it was just ripped right out of the video game and put into real life. And it looks beautiful. And I'm so excited to see this show. We got our first look at some of the clickers, and oh, this this is just going to be a really fun show to see how they adapt it, and I hope they do a great job. And I loved that we got to see characters being played by Nick Offerman and Anna Torv in their roles, and then we also got to see a little glimpse that gave a tease that they will be um, adapting the DLC that came out for the first video game as well. And following Ellie's story of how I I won't spoil it. <laughs> Never mind then. Um, just her and her friend, and what happens to them before she meets Joel. Then we also got some Black Panther: Wakanda Forever news. Back in the MCU, we found out that Namor will be a mutant in the MCU, which is very exciting, especially because I I really want to see mutants in the MCU. Uh, I they're probably one of my more hyped up group of characters that we haven't had like any details on besides the fantastic the fantastic four I, I think that the x-men are way more intriguing to me they have such great stories and a really rich history and I know the fantastic four has that as well but I'm more intrigued to see how they're going to pull off X-Men with it having such a, a specific story that's been told for so many years and how they're going to adapt it to the MCU. And so, anyway, going back to Black Panther Wakanda Forever, there was another piece of news from Kevin Feige 
saying that they felt like now wasn't the right time to recast Chadwick Boseman, which means that they could eventually recast him in a couple years. And my thoughts are the perfect time to do that would be in Secret Wars. And it would be like a, a soft reboot to the MCU. Everything before that would still be part of the MCU history. But going forward, there would be characters from other universes that are in the same sandbox as the MCU sandbox. And we may see characters like Doctor Strange may pass away in this movie. And like, and spoiler alert, it happens in the comics, but who knows? They may have somebody else take place of Doctor Strange's role in Secret Wars if they were to adapt that storyline. Um, but I, I do think that in a couple years, we may get another actor playing T'Challa as the Black Panther in the Marvel Universe. Or having several Black Panthers in the MCU. That would be a very interesting storyline as well. So, in this interview as well, he, Kevin Feige was also asked about Wanda Maximoff returning. And I'll just read the direct quote that he shared with Variety. He said, She's an incredibly humble and incredibly down-to-earth. And yet, when those cameras roll, it's a force of nature. There really is so much more to explore. We still haven't touched on many of her core storylines from the comics. I don't know that we saw her under rubble. I saw a tower coming down and a little red flash. I don't know what that means. I'd work with Lizzie for another hundred years if we could. Anything's possible in the multiverse, we'll have to see. And so I, I think that I have my own theories about this. I don't think she's dead. I think she went to another universe. And in Secret War, Secret War she's going to come back and... She'll be mad at Doctor Doom for what he did and wreak havoc like she did on Thanos in Endgame. Anyway, um, that's just a small theory that I have for that. And I, I there are so many theories I have. There's, I, I should just make a podcast about what I think is going to happen in the MCU. Um, but that's not even the biggest news that came out this week. On Tuesday, September 27th, Deadpool 3 had a date announcement and some casting news. So I'll just start off. It will be released on September 6th, 2024. It is definitely set in the MCU. And uh, Ryan Reynolds announced this in the Ryan Reynolds fashion that he always has. And he, he announced that Hugh Jackman will be returning as Wolverine set in the MCU. So I'm sure that after Loki season two, we're going to get a little bit more information of how the MCU has changed since the diversion of the timelines. And I feel like we're going to start to see the, these characters from other universes pop up within the MCU. And so I, I definitely think that like Deadpool and Wolverine will be transported into the MCU, and it will be really interesting to see how it goes, um, but we'll have to wait and see. But that is all of the biggest news that came out this week. That wraps up our news for today, so please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. We would love to get more listeners, but also 
make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter, any social media platform there is except for TikTok. Um, but please make sure to follow us. We'll keep you updated on the movie news as much as we can. Have a wonderful day, and as always, keep watching movies.